Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hey, you guys. So I have a great episode for you today that covers something that I get asked a lot. People say to me, I feel so overwhelmed. My to-do list is so long. I just have so many things to do. How can I do it all? And I love this question because the truth is we don't need to do it all. At the end of the day, you don't need to do it all. The real answer to that question is we need to live more intentionally so that we know what really matters, what should be on our to-do list in the first place, and we're able to create the life that we want. So often I see women running around just feeling so busy, but not feeling productive, feeling like they are doing all the things for all the people and sometimes not even for themselves, that they're not even on the list. And of course that's overwhelming. Of course that's exhausting. Of course your to-do list feels like it never ends. There are going to, life will continue to put things on your to-do list if you let it, if you let it. And so today I'm going to flip the script a little bit and say what I propose for feeling not overwhelmed, um, from really getting to a place of organization starts with being more intentional. It starts from taking a step back and instead of being hyper-focused on this list of things that you need to get done today, taking a step back and asking the big question, which is what do I want my life to look like? There's a lot of minutiae. There's a lot of mundane things that go into motherhood. I think we can all agree with that. Whether you're in the um, diapers and wipes stage or you're in the staying up until curfew stage or you're in the calling, uh, you know, at college and dealing with crises, crises there stage, whatever it is, there's a lot of little tiny things that come up all day long and those aren't going to go away. I'll just tell you right now, those are just part of it. They're wonderful. They're great. They're not going away. And so the key is to really get clear on what it is you want. So in order to get this clarity, I suggest writing a life vision. Now we can in the future do a whole podcast on what this life vision can look like. But for now, I would just suggest that you get a piece of paper you set aside some time. Maybe you go out into nature. That's that's where I have the most insights come to me, where I'm just sitting outside and the sun is shining and I have a paper and a pen and no one is with me. I am not having a lot of distractions and I can just ponder on questions and write down the answers that come to me. And so the question is, what do I want my life to look like? Who do I want to be in the future? Write down the answers that come to you. Create that person in your mind. Who could she be? Who could you do? What do you want to do with your life? Um, Just really getting clear on the big things that you want. We often hear people talk about a bucket list, right? Things that they want to accomplish before they die. What are those for you? 
What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to get done? What do you want your life to feel like? What do you want your day to feel like? Get really specific. The first time I wrote a life vision, we were living in um, our house in Beaumont and we had tile on the floor. And our tile had not held up very well. It wasn't even a very old house, but the grout was just in terrible condition. Um, it was so dirty and the even after we would get it cleaned, it would just get dirty again really quick. And I really did not like this tile because we'd mop the floor, probably didn't use the right kind of mop, but it would just push the dirt into the grout. And I really did not like this tile. There were a couple other things I wanted different in my house. And so in this life vision, I put in even things like that, how I wanted my house to feel. I didn't say, I don't want this tile on the floor. I said, I live in a house that has comfortable flooring and is decorated beautifully and is a place where I like for people to go. Um, you know, I just kind of wrote down what I wanted the home, our home to feel like. Um, it can get really specific, however specific you want to get it, but what is it you want? That's the first step. Number one, create a life vision. Number two, once you kind of know where you're going and you've created this idea in your mind of what you want life to look like, what do you need to do in order to get from where you are now to where you want to be? So your goals. And specifically here, I'm talking about creating some long-term goals. If in your life vision, you say, I want to be healthy and have a good relationship with my body. I want to be fit and be able to move and exercise my body. But right now, you don't have a good level of fitness. You don't move very much. You're not comfortable in your body. Well, what would the goal need to be? What needs to happen from get to get you from where you are now to where you want to be, right? And so you set a goal. Um, these long-term goals, you want to look at goals in maybe the one, two, three-year range in the future when you're setting goals. Um, you don't want to go too, too far out. Now, yes, it can be helpful. The life vision is kind of that big picture, the five-year, the 10-year, what you want to be, but it's not so specific with um, a goal, like a certain date tied to it, because what often happens is when things, our goals are so far out in the future, it's really hard to connect the dots and to figure out all the steps that we need to get from where we are to where we, are, where we want to be. So you want to break it down. What needs to happen in the next year to make progress towards where I want to go. Um, now, that's the time frame. I feel like a lot of us do this already. We have New Year's resolutions and we set long-term goals for a year. And we say, okay, this year, this is what I want to do. But I feel like with New Year's resolutions, often we miss steps. And there are two crucial steps that I want to point out that we sometimes miss. One is when we're setting those goals, do they actually align with our life vision? And that's why we did the life vision part first is that we made sure that what we're saying we want for our life, that then becomes our goals. We don't just arbitrarily set a goal. I was working with a client who um, we were working on some goals. And she had some weight to lose. She said that that was her goal. She wanted to lose weight. Well, as we continued to work together, 
it came out that she actually didn't want to lose weight. She just felt like she should. She felt like society was telling her that she should, but she was comfortable in her body. She had learned to love herself just as she was. She liked eating. She didn't want to worry about it. And this was not a good goal for her. This didn't align with what she wanted to be and the life vision that she had for her future self. And that's okay. You are going to have a really hard time creating the life that you want if the goals are not the actual thing that you want. So be really aware of that. The second thing is sometimes we have too many long-term goals. Keep it simple. One to three max for the year. Um, What that will do is allow you to really hone in and focus on the things that matter to you. And it it will allow you to see progress. So I'm thinking of the book Essentialism. Maybe you've read it, maybe you haven't read it, but you've seen the cover. Um, And he's got a few illustrations in there and he's got one on the, I can't remember if this is on the cover or on the inside. And there's a circle and it shows like a sun, little um, rays coming out from this circle in all different directions. And they don't get very far. They're maybe a half an inch long all around the circle. And then it shows another circle and there's one ray just shooting straight up and it's very long. It goes to the top of the page. Um, And that's the difference there. Breaking down your goals into uh, focusing on just one or maybe a couple of goals really allows you to put all that energy towards seeing progress in one area instead of trying to focus on so many areas and you don't get very far. It really feels good to make progress, to move forward. And sometimes we just want to do it all. I know I'm guilty of this. I want to do all the things. Oh, this would be cool. This would be fun. This is so great. But what happens when we do that, we spread ourselves too thin and we're not able to do all the things anyway. And then we don't see the progress that we would have seen if we just honed in on the one to three things that really matter to us. Number three is break down your long-term goals into short-term goals. So you have a year goal. Okay. If you have this goal for the year to write a book, what do you need to do each quarter, each three months to get that book written? Maybe you can say, okay, I need a certain number of words written in each quarter. This quarter, I'm going to focus on finding an agent. I'm going to send out this many emails to find agents. Um, Maybe you're going to focus one quarter on editing and revising and getting help from from an editor that you're working with and, and focus there, whatever that looks like. But break that down and then break it down further. What do you need to do each week to make progress on this goal? What do you need to do each day? Now, this is how I use, how I plan my day. Every first I sit down for the week, I look at what I want to accomplish this week that will help me get to my quarterly, that will help me get to my yearly goals. And then once I know the big three for the week, every day I plan three things, just three things that I want to do that will help me to reach those goals. Now, those three things for the day, and sometimes, honestly, I only have one or two, but up to three things become my priority for the day. Those are the things that matter that day. That is what I need to get done that day. That means that if there's dishes in the sink, I let them sit there until I've done the thing that I need to do that day, my priority. Um, it means that 
I have systems in my home to take care of the regular things that are happening, um, but they don't become my priorities. And this goes back to the, the question that we started with. I feel so overwhelmed. There's so many things I need to do. When you focus on the important and not the urgent, you're going to stop feeling that sense of overwhelm. You're going to stop feeling like I have to do everything. No, all you have to do today are these three things that you've set out for yourself. If after you've done those three things, you look around and the house is a mess and whatever else has happened, you know what? There's other people living with you that can help you tidy up. Um, you can go to bed with a less than clean house if that was not your priority. Now, if that it makes your skin crawl a little bit, and you're like, no, I have to have my house clean. Well, then go back to your life vision. Is that your life vision? My life vision is to live in a house that is spotless where you can eat off the floor. Well, if it is, then that needs to be part of your long-term goals and it needs to be part of your daily and short-term goals as well. And that's okay. No judgment there. You can definitely have that be one of your one of your most important priorities. But if it's not, then you don't want to be spending all your time and energy there. So finally, step four to creating, to intentionally living, to getting rid of overwhelm is to celebrate. When you have done those few things that have really mattered to you, that are matter towards the life that you want to have, let yourself feel good about this. Let yourself feel good about what you got done. So often I work with women who, you know, they wrote a thousand words for their book and they got their exercise in that day and they spent time snuggling and loving on their kids and they've done the, those were their priorities, right? They did those things. And then they say, oh, but I didn't mop the floor and I meant to do that. Oh, but I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And they just feel bad. What we want to do is we want to allow ourselves to feel good and to celebrate the things that we're doing right. When we can see the wins, when we can recognize our progress, it helps us to be able to do more. It helps us to turn around the next day and to have a good day and to feel less overwhelmed. Maybe it will also shine a light on some things. When we celebrate and we say, yes, I did what I was supposed to do. I did. I lived my purpose today. This is what I was sent here to do. It can allow us to um, let go of some of the other things that feel important, but actually aren't. And that's kind of the point I want to end on. I tell women often, focus on the important, not the urgent. What really matters? Put your energies there and they'll say, but it all feels important. Let yourself recognize that the truly important are the things that have long-term effects, your relationship with your family, your living your purpose, creating the life that you want to have. Those things matter. The little things on your to-do list feel so important. They feel important, but what they really are is urgent. They need to be done right now, right now, right now. But actually, do they need to be done at all? Um, I'd love it for I'd love to hear back from you on this. Let me know your questions. We can go a little bit deeper in for in future episodes and talk about what this looks like in your life. 
But I want you to know that when you organize your life in this way, when you start with a life vision, you break it down into long-term, short-term goals, and then you celebrate the things you're doing right, you will make slow, steady, consistent progress, and you'll feel good and enjoy the journey along the way. So if you have found this episode helpful, please leave me a five-star review. I appreciate that so much and share it with a friend to help the podcast grow. I'm so grateful that you're here. Have a great day and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsenCoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.